Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. Thank you so much, Wanda. I thought I was like a father to you, but it's okay to be a big brother too. Woo! <laughs> now I'm not, I'm not so too old, but uh, yeah. Wow. Don't we like Sundays? One of the best day in the week, right? Yeah. And there is a person here who just turned 30 years old this week. Desan. Oh, come on. Wow. 30 years old. Wow. That is a lot. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start preaching now. Otherwise, I'm a, people usually say that I'm very spontaneous, so you don't know where I'm going today, but I hope I'm going somewhere. Okay? Yes. I just want to say thank you so much. To, that you wanted to come here today and listen to the word of God and praise God with us and worship God together. You know, I love my church. This is the best church. This is the best church. So I'm so happy you choose to come here today. I know God is going to do something in your life. That is my prayer. When I was praying about what I'm going to share with you, I would just say, God, I pray that you would touch somebody today. I pray that you would transform somebody today. Okay? So we are in, into a series called All Things New. All Things New. Okay? And uh, I'm the third one preaching on that. So the title of my message today is when the battle is not yours. When it's not your fight, okay? When the battle is not yours. What do you do when the battle is not yours? You just have to relax. Amen. amen. Can somebody say amen? amen? Does that sound good? Are you full of hope? Do you think that God is going to speak to you today yes. when the battle is not yours? Wow, 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 wow. Unfortunately, most of the time, we keep on like fighting all kind of battles in our life, okay? Most of the time. And we forget that actually the person who lives in us is greater than what is happening around us. Okay? Have you been in one point in your life when you feel like, oh, my finances, oh, this sickness, oh, this, uh, I don't know, maybe you are in a relationship where you don't see any breakthroughs, you don't see any light. Have you been there? 
then I want just to tell you today that the battle is not yours. Amen. Yes. So I'm going to talk about a person, a great king in the Bible. His name was Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat became king when he was 35 years old. And he ruled over Judah for 25 years old. But there is something very special with King Jehoshaphat. Many kings before him, they went away from God. They started to worship the God of Baals, other gods. But when he became king, he decided to bring back the word of God. Amen. Maybe there is somebody here who wants to bring back the word of God in his life or her life today. Maybe there is somebody who wants to bring back joy in his life. Maybe there is somebody who needs to bring back joy in his family today. And this is what this king did. He bring back the word of God. And God started to do his work in Judah. Amen. And uh, will you follow me? Yes. This is the first scripture. The Bible says that there were three different armies. It was not just one army. It was not just one enemy. But three of them, they came against him. He said, two messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, there's always people who like to carry bad news. <laughs> Do you know that, right? There are people, whenever they talk to you, it's about the bad news. <laughs> Those people came to say, I said, hey, there is a vast army from Edom is marching against you. A vast army marching against you. Next slide. All the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wife and children. The spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jahaziel. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen. King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. That is so good. Imagine in the middle of a battle, when the enemy is pressing you, when the enemy is trying to eradicate you, and you hear a voice from God. That is the beautiful that can happen. And I pray that today you will hear a word from God. Amen. And this was the word he heard from God. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen. The battle is not yours, but God's. Remember, it was not a person. It was not two people. It was not three people. But the Bible says it was a vast, a mighty army. A mighty army. It was depression. It was financial problem. It was a crisis in your marriage. It was a, a I don't know, a child who is disobedient. Or a child going on drugs. But he said, don't be afraid. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow, march out against them. 
you will find them coming up through the ascent of Z and the end of the valley. That opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Come on, somebody. You will not even need to fight. You will not even need to fight. Most of the time, we fight against everything that is happening. When you receive a bad report for the doctor, you start to fight against that. But the Lord is telling you today, if ever you sit here and has received a bad report this week or this month or this year, the Lord is telling you, you don't have to fight. Relax. Enjoy his presence. Of course, it's natural that sometimes we experience fear, right? It's just natural. That's why we are human beings. Otherwise, we would have been angels. Praise God, we are human beings. Do not be afraid or discouraged. That is another thing. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Go out against them. When you face this kind of situation, the first feeling is just like you want to hide. You want to hide. You want to cry. You don't want to leave your room. You don't want to go to church. You don't want to pray. You don't want to meet other Christians. You don't want to testify about your faith. That is what happens most of the time when we are attacked. Okay? The king Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levite from the clan of Korah and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. We will, I will, I'm going to talk about six different points. When you know that the battle is not yours, there are six things that you have to think about. Amen. How many things? Six things. This is the first thing. Fear never comes from God. Hallelujah. Fear is just going to steal your joy. It's just going to steal your peace. He will steal everything you have in you. That is why the devil will always try to send fear. You know? And I heard that in the Bible, actually, there is like 365 times the way it is written, fear not, or don't be afraid. It means that every day you can use one of those promises. Every day, 365 times, fear not. Okay? The, in verse 3, the Bible says that Jehoshaphat was terrified. He was terrified. By the news, of course, you are not expecting what is happening, and suddenly, bam, three armies are coming against you. Of course, you have to be terrified, of course, you have to be afraid, of course, you have to run away. Okay, but this is what happened with him. He said he was terrified by the news and begged the Lord for guidance. Yes. That is what happening when you are terrified, when you are afraid. The solution is not to run from God. 
but it's to run to God. He said, he begged for guidance. He was saying, oh Lord, tell me what to do. You know, the devil will use the weapon of fear to bring depression in your life, to bring doubt in your life, to make you feel like the battle is so big. But when you come to understand that the battle is not yours, he changed the perspective. Yes. He makes the devil crazy. Yeah. Amen. And the Bible says in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 and 7, he said, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power of love and self-discipline. A spirit of power, a spirit of love, a spirit of self-discipline, self-control. That's what the Lord has given us. So whenever you feel fear coming over you, remember that the spirit God has given to you is not a spirit of fear. It's not a spirit of timidity. King Jehoshaphat knew about that. That's why he told, he said, God, what do you say? What does the word of God say? Tell me something. What are you saying, God? He knew. Amen. The next point, pray and fast. Pray and fast. I just want to tell you something. When I was looking for my wife, a lady came to me and told me, Oh, Douglas, I see that you are so stressed looking for a wife. <laughs> but God is telling me, you need to pray and fast. I was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> what do you think I did? I pray and fast. And this is the result. <laughs> Come out. Pray and fast. Many of us, I don't know the new generation, let me say like that. You spend your time looking for your wife on the internet and everything. In those days, we were meeting people face to face. After we have prayed and fast. Come on! The first thing Jehoshaphat did was to pray and fast. The Bible says he called all the people. Come, come, let us pray and fast. When something is happening in your life, my encouragement for you today, go in prayer. Fast. I know most of the time when I'm fasting, it's just like it's the day somebody is having his birthday at work. A lot of fika. And it's always like the best fika ever. Maybe somebody's getting married. Maybe I have to say no. But sometimes we need. It's very important. We are moving to Drodnigotan very soon. But to have that place, it was through prayer and fasting. We fasted. We prayed. Many, 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 many months, many years for this situation. And when the time came, just, God just turned it for us. Amen.
in the book of Isaiah, it's written, Isaiah uh, 58, 6 to 9. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned, lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chain that bind people. Then your salvation will come like the down, and your wound will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call the Lord, he will answer you. When you have fast, when you have prayed, the Bible says when you will call the Lord, he will answer you. The salvation will come. Remember our battles, they are not physically. Most of the time, we are not fighting against people. They are just human beings. They are trying their best. But many of our victories, if you want to win the battles, is when you are using your knees. Go down on your knees. Pray fast. No matter the situation, no matter the medical report, no matter what the bank is saying, no matter if it is a financial difficulty or maybe the inflation just we have right now. Many people are like, oh, am I going to be able to pay my house? Am I be able to pay this or that? But I just want to tell you, you will have the good report if you go on your knees. Amen. It's where you are going to have the victory. It's not the government who decides who is going to have this or not. No, it's God. Very soon we are going to have election in Sweden and people are just like, oh, I am hoping for a shift. There can be a shift, but you need to understand that is the Lord. It's not the government. It's not the political party, but is the Lord. Amen. Many times we lost battles as Christians, not because the enemy is greater, not because he's smarter or has better weapon, but simply because we do not take full advantage of what we have been given. The Lord has given us big weapons that can destroy the plan of the enemies, but most of the time, we don't use them. We don't use them. We want to use our own weapons, but in the book of 2 Corinthians, it is written that for the weapon of our welfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Your prayer, you are a believer. When you pray, God answers you. When you pray, God will answer you. God will guide you. God will reveal himself to you. You know, you can have like, big weapons, but if you don't use them, you will not be able to destroy the enemy, right? So maybe it's time for us to start to use the weapons that God has given to us. We have big ones. They can destroy all kinds of things. He can destroy depression. He can destroy whatever is going on in our life. Those weapons, we have them. But the question is, are we using them? Are you using those weapons? The third point, uh, the fourth point is all we need is a word. That is the only thing he needed. 
when he turned to God, God, what are you saying? Sometimes when you are fighting a battle, the good things to do is just, God, what are you saying? When you want to buy a house, God, what are you saying? When, to, when you want to even change a job, God, what are you saying? It's very important. God, what are you saying? And that's what he did. The Bible says in the book of 2 Chronicles 20, 14 to 15, when he turned to ask for counsel, for the word of God, he said, King Jehoshaphat, that's what the Lord says, do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Imagine you are going through a setback in your life. And you just heard this word from God. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. That changes everything. That changes everything. You know that now I'm going out there. I'm not alone. God is with me. God is with me. It doesn't matter what people are saying. It doesn't matter what the economy is saying. The only thing I want to know... What is God saying? Amen. What is God saying? There will always be people who will come to tell you what God is not saying. There are always people like that. But for this king, it was, what is the Lord saying? He said, the Lord continues, but you will not even need to fight. Take your position. Take your position. Just wait. Just wait and enjoy the ride. But sometimes we panic. You know, when things are just like everything is, everyone is living. You know, you just feel like you are losing everything. But he said, no, you don't need to fight. Remember, the battle is not your battle. It has never been your battle. It has never been about you. It's about Jesus. You better you understand that, the better your life is going to be better too. Amen. Amen. One word of God can change your life. One word of God can save you 10 years of struggling. One word of God can turn famine to abundance. One word of God can put you in that position you have been praying about for many, many, many years. Just one word from God. Just one word. Not from the government. Not from your boyfriend or girlfriend. But from God. Amen. Amen. Come on. Woo! I think God has a word for every situation we are facing. There is always a word from God. It doesn't matter. There is always a word from God. Maybe some, maybe you will not have a prophet coming to you and prophesize. Thus said the Lord. Maybe that will not happen like that. Maybe God is telling you something through my sermon today. Maybe your life group leader will be used by God to tell you something from God. Maybe it's your child. Maybe your colleague. Or maybe your animal. 
like it is in the Bible. Of course. God can use whatever he wants to speak to his people. But just a word from God can change everything. Amen. Amen. Just a word from God. In the Bible, there is the story of this widow and the prophet Elisha. The story says like this. Her husband died. Unfortunately for her, he had a lot of debt. And the people came and said, okay, since your husband has passed away now, we are going to take your sons, we will sell them so that we'll be able to have our money back. But the good thing with this widow was that she knew about God. She only needed to hear just a word from God. The Bible said she ran to the prophet Elisha. And Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and your neighbor. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it's filled. So she did have she was told. And it's very important when we hear from God to do exactly what the Lord is saying. Sometimes the Lord will tell you, don't fight. But you want to fight. He will tell you, be still. You say, oh no, no, he's scratching everywhere. How can I be still, God? Don't, see, don't you see what is happening? But the Bible says, she did as she was told. When the Lord is telling you today, the battle is not yours. Will you understand that? Will you listen and do that? Amen. Amen. I love this story so much. She ran to him. She wanted to hear from God. All she needed was just a word. Tell your neighbor, all you need is a word. Will you say that to your neighbor? All you need is a word. Praise changes everything. This is another thing. The Bible says that he appointed singers to praise the Lord and the beauty of his holiness. If you need help when you are in trouble, the best solution is to praise the Lord. That is the best solution. That is the best medicine. That is the best thing you can ever do. It's just to praise the Lord. That happened to me. After I've worked in a big project, when I came home, they told me, hey, Douglas, it's not today, okay? It was like many years ago. They just said, hey, Douglas, we are sorry. We have to let you go. And it happened that we were having our very first kid. They say, oh, Douglas, we are sorry. We have to let you go. I just gave a call to my wife. I said, you know what? I'm losing my job. But we are going to celebrate today. When I came home, she has prepared a dinner. She has bought a niche to me. We started to praise God. We started to worship him. We started to rejoice. It was a new beginning. It was a new start. Something new was about to start. And today, if 
they give me a call. Oh, Douglas, will you come? I will say, oh, no, 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 no. God has blessed me much more than I was expecting. I thought that in that company, that was my everything. But God wanted to show me that there is something better I have in store for you. Amen. Praise and worship. Praise and worship. When you praise God, you tell him how wonderful he is, how great he is, how there is nothing that is better than him, how good God is. That, when we read the scripture, the Bible says that instead of sending the army first, he sent the worship leaders. Amen. He sent them first. Go! And the army was behind them. Somebody would say, that is crazy. They are going to be killed. No, 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 no. He knew what he was doing. He knew that when you praise God, God will be touched. God, will, God cannot be still. He cannot be silent when you are praising him. He cannot just be just doing nothing. Something is happening when we are praising God. The devil is getting mad. Imagine having a bad report and then you just say, Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The devil is just like, Wow, what is happening with him? What is wrong with him? And that's what King Jehoshaphat did. The Bible says, After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord. I pray, I'm praising him. He said, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Amen. Your praise will confuse the devil. Amen. When you start to praise, the devil will be confused because he doesn't know what you are doing, what is wrong. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Can we learn how to praise and worship God? Can we make it as a habit? To always praise God in every situation, every circumstances. We need to learn how to praise God. A good story again is in the book of Acts 16, 24 to uh, 25. Verse 25 to 34. It was about Paul and Silas. They were in prison because of their, of their faith. But the Bible says when you read that, at midnight, come on, at midnight, when it was dark, there was not hope. Nobody will come and set you free from prison in midnight. People are sleeping. People are having fun home with their wives and husbands. Nobody will come there and help you when it's midnight. But those guys, they knew about that. The Bible says when midnight came, when the hope was gone, when there was no breakthrough, when in their human eye they could not see anything, they started to praise God. Imagine what happened. Something happened. The Bible said that the prison started to shake. The door was open. Why? Because they praise God. Come on. Your problem is not big enough. That worship cannot give you a breakthrough. You can. Amen. The battle is not yours. God is so good in taking care of our enemies. God wants to take care of your enemies. 
It's not your responsibility. Let him to God. He said, vengeance is mine, say the Lord, and I will repay. God has the last word for you. Amen. You don't have to worry about your enemy because God is taking care of them. And the last point is, but it doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. It didn't end there for King Jehoshaphat. When we read the Bible, we see that. So when the army of Judah arrived at the, look, uh, at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies. So amazing. Dead bodies everywhere. And people are just like, wow, yeah, wow. <laughs> Lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy has escaped. Not a single one of their enemy has escaped. Amen. Not a single one. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amount of equipment and etc. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing. So what am I going to say is that God is going to turn what is happening into your life into blessings. The, the, the enemy thought that they are going to destroy this king and his kingdom. But no. God said no. It doesn't end there. He does not end there. They call it the valley of blessing. The Bible says when they went out, there was a lot of good things. Gold, everything. God was just blessing them crazily. And that's what God is going to do. When the enemy is attacking you, and when you start to praise God, when you start to worship God, God will turn that battle into blessings. Amen. Amen. That's what God wants to do for you. You have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm. If you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy, go online to soschurch.se. We hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.